Relentless. Heavy, heavy Sunday song. That's uh, Canadian Treasures, the Arkells. Yeah. They're awesome. That that kind of explains Wacy's weekend. It was a relentless pursuit of the city softball championships. championships. Came but up the uh, fourth came losers. Sh- came a little short. Austin semifinals. Which is okay. We were all sick of playing ball, so it was good to be <laughs> good to be done. We'd had to play a game right again at five, so oh, so everybody had was enough. everybody had had enough. Yes. So the finals would have been at five. Yeah. Oh dang! So you got close. So did you get like bronze? Like no, I didn't get nothing. Just, you didn't get stuff. You played five games and they didn't say, "Hey, thanks for coming." Nothing. Well, they said. Well, obviously they said that. But did you get a show up check? Like a show up? No, prize? no, no. They don't pay out like, like that. A, like a trophy T shirt. Wasn't or a cash like, tournament. Nothing. No. Nothing. Just no. thanks for coming. Yeah, we didn't. We weren't the winners, man. I guess. So, what would you have won if you would have won? A key to the city. Oh, and that. But what does? What can you do with that? I don't know. Lock people out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Question, question: If you had a key to the city, who would you lock out? Oh, <laughs> a lot of people. I got a lot of people. Got, got a lot of problems with a lot of people. A lot of problems with a lot of people need to be locked out of Calgary. I can list off a few. I'm sure. Do we, it. We made Prove a, it. We made Prove a, it. We made, it. A, we made a funny joke in our group chat because like. Uh, one of our players had moved to Victoria Tatum. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we were bugging him. He's like, tell him that we're playing in this tournament, and said we're gonna lock him out if we win. Lock yeah. him out of the cow. He's the first person we're locking out. So yeah. I probably would have stayed true to that. But huh. a few other people that I don't need to mention. <laughs> we're not gonna go there. Not but, gonna go there. Uh, this is uh, so you know we're kind of like a few minutes in here, but this is cowboy shit with Ted and Wacy. Forty eight. Yeah, episode forty eight, man. Damn. Yeah, and uh, that's crazy. Isn't it? It's kind of cool. It's kind of like, like I think back to like the first few shows, like how bad we were at this. Oh god, <laughs> it probably so bad. sounded bad. Yeah, we were bad. Oh, so bad. Remember how many times we dropped the f bomb in the first show? Oh, like, it was bad. My mom got point, mad at me. We just made a point of just <laughs> saying the f word. Oh, dude, just because we wanted to. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like how much this has helped with like just like everything, like being able to, <laughs> but like being able, like being able to speak in front of people or like being up behind really? the mic, like really. So yeah. you're saying by podcasting you've you've grown your your surroundings? Yeah, you just get more comfortable, right? And really? Like it helps even helps with like conversation. Like you like we you we basically have a conversation with each other and somebody every time and you just talk about things. Yeah, I'm like wait, I'm comfortable I can put myself in any situation behind a mic and it doesn't phase me at all. Really? Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. I'm I'm happy that you've uh that you've used the podcast in your professional life to grow yourself, Wacy. <laughs> That's the thanks, man. I'm proud of you. <laughs> thanks. I'm proud Appreciate of you. It. Appreciate it. I think it's it. been good on my end too though. Like, oh, it's cool, yeah. And then so this episode brought to you by the Canadian Finals Rodeo. It is. Number CFR like CFR forty six in Red Deer. October twenty ninth to November third. Halloween CFR. And Max Centrium. Actually no, it's just the Centrium now. I take it back. Nowhere in Max. Nowhere in Max, Hit just the, the Centrium. So here we are, though. 48. That's cool. They, this looks like they've like, like, well, just talking about CFR and what they've been doing, like leading up to it now, for, opposed to last year. Looks like they got some like cool stuff going on. Oh yeah. Well, and and the guest we have on the show, Mr. Jeff Robson, he's the GM of the CPRA. He is in doing it. This is his second stint as the GM. Yeah. But he mentions a few of those things that are going on. They got the Canadian Finals and the Breakaway. Yeah, yeah. During the couple afternoons, and then and then. They've asked me to be to do a hot stove of sorts, so we're working on that right now, mm. and we'll see what that looks like. So, mm-hmm. lots of cool stuff. Yeah, it's hopefully, fun, and that's what it needs like to make it a better event. Well, I don't think we would have got to do a hot stove if we hadn't done the podcast. Like we no. built ourselves into yeah. a new job. Well, it's it's cool because, like, 
the more popularity it gets like people like actually like they ask it with the pod and they like yeah. they're curious it's, it's when cool. you see them in person yeah yeah it's not really, just on the line yeah exactly it's super cool it's it's, it's it's sweet to know that it's actually like reaching out like reaching people, people. Yeah. yeah it's reaching people on the line even though we don't know them or see them yeah exactly right? yeah it's super cool so I mean, we appreciate one, you for listening thank yeah, you for listening, listening we love you yeah, let us know who you are. We appreciate knowing. It makes us think that we're not just doing this for nothing. Not every just talking to weeks. each other, just putting you know? it out to the line. Yeah, we're like we're, we don't we're not just missing Sunday night football for no reason. No. Like it's for you. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. And even well, and then going back to CFR, like the music lineup they have this year, it's like like way better than it was last year. I'm okay. It's like better. Like Cole Corbett's playing one night. Yeah, that's gonna be kick ass. Yeah, there's lots last of year he played at the at Bose bar yeah yeah so this year he's got the whole thing like that's gonna be a be rocker awesome, on saturday yeah. oh night. hell yeah especially so with his, Corb, new, his new ep out yeah we'll uh cover, we'll your, cover your tracks cover your tracks yeah from check our it friend out. corb lund a couple check good songs in there cover of the rolling stone yeah did that with hayes carl and he's got ride on with ian tyson that's, that's a really AC good DC. that's a really good cover man isn't it badass yeah. how how many times are you gonna play that this weekend in bar i don't know We'll see. I have not. I need to get it on my computer, but I'll get it on there. Okay. I, it's cool too because like I have a I have a love hate with with covers. Like sometimes I really like them, or I don't really like, don't I like really them. Don't like them. And he did really good with lots of those. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, but they they've been good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. I used a couple of them this last weekend in Olds. Had a good time up there. Old Soberfest. Did you have Old some Old Soberfest beer? I didn't actually. This I time. had some. I went to the Mashing Beer Festival. Yeah. On Friday when I got back from really? helping you. And they had old spear there. Really? Good stuff. They had a porter. It was very nice. Oh, neat. Well, um, I want to get to one thing. Pendleton just wrapped up this week, and this, this show's not coming out till the Later 25th, on. but we, you know, kind of sticking with some stuff that's went down. I got a thing that's, it's kind of timely. Dalen Swearingen is in the race to make the NFR. At, at this time, this is, this is going to come out the last week before the NFR, before so the he'll, he'll still cutoff. be in the hunt till the end. Yeah, right? he'll still be in the hunt. There's two guys that's coming down to Shea, say, uh, Dalen Swearingen and Trey Kimsey. I don't know much about the whole story there on what, what is, but they're within $100 of each other. Yeah. It's taken $100,000 to make the NFR on the bull ride this year. I've never seen it that high before in my life. a lot of money. Um, but Swearingen wins the first round in Pendleton, 88 points. And then I go look at the results and he's not in the results in the aggregate because he didn't go to the. Mm-hmm. Short go because he was had he was in Springfield because he's one of the top guys in the PBR right now as well. Yeah, he's like yeah shooting the lights on the PBR. Yeah, he's trying to make both finals. Yeah, but then he didn't get paid in the average in Pendleton even though he had a higher score than somebody below him because he didn't go yeah. to the short go. What if a guy was hurt? Like why? Yeah. Do you, why are you taking money away from these guys? That's horseshit. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, cool. Like, I don't. That's think. a good point you make. Where like, what if somebody gets hurt? You're going to take them. You can take their money away because of that. There's no way they would do that, right? You turn out the shortcut. You don't get your yeah. shortcut money. What if you're somewhere else you, and you can't make it back? Or your truck breaks down. Like, mm-hmm. come on. That's the problem with rodeo and I everything. That's kind of like too broad. That's the problem. There's no, but a lot it, of it, problems, but just like but... that's one of them though. It's just like they're, they're it just like a, it's a such piss, a fucking it's small. A, it's a pissing sometimes. contest between two associations. Like why don't you guys just yeah. work together and everybody keep yeah. everybody happy? Like that's that's what my that's what I mean that the problem is. Yeah, that is we, and problem. you have that problem with even in amateur associations. Like they won't amateur oh, yeah. associations can't even work together. Like it's pe- yeah, it's such a small world as it is. Why doesn't everybody just help each other out and work together to make it better? How would that look though? Well, just like what well, you, you hear, about, even like, here in okay, Canada, you use, use the FCA as an example. Like they won't sanction, they won't co-sanction with an association because of a small little rule or something. That's oh like, yeah, stuff like that. It's like why why not like why not just have one association? Yeah, for, or, or, or work or, or at least Canada. work together. Like 
Jesus. Yeah. And he, but and even if somebody the, doesn't do something, and this guy, and this guy doesn't like this guy, and this guy pissed off this person, and yeah, that's it, just stuff, stuff like that. Is I I, do, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. And it's people, man. It's just people waste. People, people are dumb. Got sometimes. people with people got problem with other people, and it's just kind of how it is. Stupid people. They don't want to just. If everybody just adopted the LE, <laughs> different. But seriously, how would you work? How do the PBR and PRCA work together? Yeah. I don't know at this point. I don't know if it's even possible. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say like it was, but, but just like, I don't it's know like how you say, do it. it's like you say though, like like just not taking money away from these guys. Like Dalen, he has a it's his choice if he wants to go yeah. to the PBR. But don't what take money. What if you drew a bull in the pocket. short and he didn't want to get on? Yeah, like he he you made know? that ride and won the long round. And he still yeah. is in the average. Like that's yeah. you can't take that away from him. I don't think so. But it's hard some, enough to make money in it as it is. Well, and and he's qualifying. Like he's he's going past all this bullshit and still going to make both finals. Yeah. Right. So take that. Like you guys, you guys are gonna fuck me over like that well mm. i'll go make the fu- make the finals and go whoop your ass there so yeah, exactly yeah whatever i guess i just i just don't get it he probably wouldn't be pissed off about it but i'm pissed off for him so well he how could he not be he's out two grand like yeah. really like, like two grand could have made, helped make him help him make the nfr yeah or and like and and this is just one instance where i saw it happen where, yeah. where else does it happen like it's probably yeah. not the first it definitely is not the first time but i just noticed it and i wanted to talk about it well it's a good it's it's a stupid i don't i don't yeah. like it at all mm-hmm Taking money into somebody's pockets. There's, I mean, maybe they had a good reason for doing it at one point because maybe somebody was cheating or they thought they were cheating or some other sign of bullshit. But yeah, I don't know. Tell us your thoughts on this one. Give us a send us a tweet. Let us know what you think because I'm, you know, I'm kind of fired up about it. So I want to hear what you guys think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a weird. Yeah, I still don't get it. Just like pay the guy he wrote his pay the man his money. Yeah, he can make he he can choose where he wants to go. It's Mm -hmm. not shackled to. He's not contractually obligated to go to a PRCA short go if he wants to go ride the yeah. PBR, like the UTBs. Yeah. <laughs> well, always. Um, well, you can probably wrap our part up if you want. Got anything sure. else you want to talk about? No. I'm... Good luck this weekend in Barhead. And Oh, well, I'll see you. Yeah, maybe. Where? I got to come here and grab a couple things. Oh, okay. I should, I need, I'll need a mixer. <laughs> I'll need a mixer and a microphone. Okay. Well, I can probably rent you those. So that'll work. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Sweet. That's cool. Okay, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming by tonight. And coming up next is our interview with Mr. Jeff Robson of the Canadian Professional Rodeo Association. Here's Corbin Ian. Right on. This is Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy. I'm Ted Stoven. Wacy's on the show today, but not uh, not in the recording office this morning. He's playing for the city championship for softball, so he's a little busy, but he'll uh, make the next one, I'm sure. But today we've got the general manager of the Canadian Professional Rodeo Association here at headquarters in Calgary, Alberta. It's Mr. Jeff Robson. Jeff, thanks for coming over this morning, man. Sunday morning coffee, kind of pretty good time for a podcast eh you're always expecting whiskey not coffee so uh, well we've got a few bottles over here if you great selection of uh some scotches there <laughs> a couple things some rum from the birthday you know the pirate rum a couple different things so yeah and and the, i noticed you even got some uh you know prosecco for good sunday mornings yeah you never know i got a like you know got some orange juice or some grapefruit juice just kind of hook them up so got a few different things there but look have you noticed they're all closed though right now they are closed yeah so you know 
We could crack one open if you really wanted to, but maybe not yet. <laughs> yeah, I got hockey evaluations after this, so it might not be go so well. <laughs> uh, Jeff, we uh, you were on our fourth ep- fourth episode of the show when we were just kind of getting going. We didn't know what it was yet. It was, you know, we were making it up as we go. We're still probably making it up, really. But um, we talked then about the Canadian Finals Rodeo moving to Red Deer, and you were instrumental in that happening and we were first that was we were first announcing it at that in that show and we're here we are about uh, a year and a half later kind of thing and we're coming into the second edition of the cfr tell me about kind of what's happening what we've got that's new that's coming up this year and just kind of what we're excited about yeah so uh, last year you know i think our whole mantra was around trying to execute a good fast rodeo with you know high production and you know, I think this year, um, you know, given all the the feedback we got about, you know, not enough booze and not fast enough, I think, uh, you know, we really want to deliver on a different fan experience this year. So, you know, we're going to try and cut down those booze lines. We're going to try and uh, upgrade the food. You know, there's going to be some buffets before the rodeo. There's going to be some buffets after the rodeo. Um, Cabaret is going to be free this year, except the last uh, night, which was when Corb is going to be there yeah. um, as the headliner. So it's exciting. Um, you know, so we're just trying to deliver on an experience where people feel like they're getting great value for their dollar and we're delivering on a fan experience that says, you know, Hey, this should be a lot better. Well, and, and like we were talking a little bit before, it's not, we might not see much different at the rodeo, but that's not what it's all about. You're going to have a few more, you know, a few more beer stands, different selection on food. Like you said, I remember in Edmonton, one cool thing was that buffet downstairs where you could go and get a real, real meal. Cause a lot of us, you know, you're working in the trade show all day. You got to either go somewhere. You don't want to have to have a burger every night. Like, I don't know. I do this 130 days a year. If I eat pizza at every event, I'd be a mess, right? So it's really awesome to have those kind of meals. And it's awesome to hear that that's, that you guys have got those things on the go. Yeah. So the cabaret that's going to be in the pavilion right beside the Centrium is going to have, uh, it's going to host each night. It's going to host a different uh, hot, hot buffet uh, dinner. And yeah. You know, we really spent some time going through the menus, trying to make sure that we're, oh, awesome. you know, kind of, you know, a little bit different theme each night. And, and we're trying to deliver on, on that part of it, which seems really odd for the general manager of the CPRA <laughs> to be talking about food selection. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not, if you see me, you clearly know I'm indulging in lots of food. But um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, like I think that's been kind of the forefront of our discussions this year. And, and uh, you know, how do we do things better than last year? Like we did a lot of good things last year. I think this, this year is going to be better. Well, and and a lot of people might not realize, but like you announced in January, the event was the end of October. Like that was a pretty monstrous event to try and put together in eight or nine months. Well, I wish we would have had eight or nine months. Last year um, in September, um, you know, they let both the CEO of the Chamber of Commerce go and the Western Park, which are our two major partners there. (laughs) So to, you know, to, to pivot that quickly in September and host a rodeo at the end of October, um, and do it as well as I thought we did. Um, you know, I was really proud of the team of people that, that worked hard on that event. And, uh, you know, there was uh, a lot of effort put into that to make that happen. So it was behind the scenes, we were all panicking, uh, <laughs> uh up front, it probably looked like things were going pretty smoothly, but, uh, like I said, this year, uh, you know, number of changes, um, excited about the, um, about our buckle presentation, that was a huge hit last year. Yeah, um, this year we're moving it to a bigger venue. Yeah, um, you know we, we we got so busy on Saturday night last year that they actually locked the doors and kicked out the head of the chamber of commerce. So <laughs> um, he was fighting to try and he, he was he swore he's going to bring his bolt cutters next year to get in. So yeah. um, this year that shouldn't be a problem. It's going to be in one of the pavilions. Um, we're going to set up. We're setting up a really cool kid zone, make it really kid friendly, family oriented, yeah. and. Uh, 
you know, try and do it uh, kind of between the the starting act and the pavilion beside it, and then the headliner. So yeah, get done that period of time, and the and people can migrate over and watch a, a great uh, entertainment lineup, and uh, still have a cold cocktail, and I'll do it without ever leaving the buildings. Yeah, well, and and we could, you know, the weather could be whatever at that time of year. You never know, and it it has been all sorts of things. Had been all sorts of things in Edmonton, and it might be this year, but having it all in the same buildings and. And why you have to have those two different stages too is because the one is is rated for eighteen and over. Like you, you have with the alcohol there, like there's probably permits that way. You have to have the two different stages. Yeah, and I think uh, two different stages allows us to do a different production in each place. Obviously, yeah. the main production for the entertainers, but we'll also be able to uh, you know still get the fans uh, some intimate experience and and uh, and an up close with the winners of each of the go rounds. And we're really excited about that. Part of that helps people get to know the guys they're watching that you know in our sport there's not a ton of those opportunities where they get to meet them and get to know them and be able to become a fan yeah and i think uh you know during the trade fair um you know obviously uh last year they were constructing a a new arm of their trade fair area and it's all done now Um, yeah so you know the trade show area will be bigger this year than last year and we're you know there's going to be 50 different activations there during the day to keep fans excited about what's happening including uh you know hot stoves where you know we can uh you know we can get people up there and and talking about their experience during the week what matchups they have what horses they've drawn or bulls they've drawn or you know maybe just a rivalry between two guys going head to head as the week progresses um or gals um and so you know we're really you know i I think we're trying to gear this towards just creating an overall experience if you show up at 10 or 11 in the morning we're going to entertain you right till 10 or 11 at night so i think that's pretty cool or later too with the concerts really yeah well you know that's past my bedtime so i don't (laughs) know but i don't know anything about that (laughs) that's fair so what are some of the highlights you're really looking forward to you said you know corb's part one of the he's the headliner on saturday night you've got the hot shows during the day we've got Breakaway roping. Let's talk breakaway for a minute. How about sure. that trend this year? That's just been incredible, hasn't it? Yeah. So there's a group that came to us and said, "Hey, uh, we'd host some qualifiers. If you guys would host, uh, um, you know, would it be possible to host uh, a finals breakaway?" And and you know, it's something that's been on our mind for a while. So it's not not completely foreign. Um, so we're excited about that. You know, Thursday and Friday in the centrium uh, in the in the afternoon. I think from like twelve to two. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to get a chance to see some of the Canada's finest breakaway ropers and uh, and get a chance to, you know, crown them as uh, some sort of champion. And uh, yeah. you know, obviously not an official CPRA champion, but, you know, I think that's coming down the pipe sometime. So, uh, you know, we're, it's just another thing that we get to look forward to. And, um, but there's a lot of moving parts when you add a different events into the CFR. So um, none of them are straightforward and as easy <laughs> yeah. as they all should seem to be. So. And then uh, we so the breakaway that way, and you kind of touch on a little bit that it might be coming down the pipe. What does that even look like, though, on the on the administration or the operations, or I don't even know what wording it would be, but the I guess the competition side technically it's got to come from the office, and it's it's not easy to just add a new event really in the in no. the, in the association. Yeah, and I think that's the part people get frustrated with. I know when we were trying to add team roping in, that was yeah. that was the frustration part. It's. Uh, it's not because nobody wants to do it. You know, there's uh, 40 rodeo committees across the country. And mm-hmm. um, to add another event to those people adds more cost to our committees. We have to be very well, well aware of that. Um, 
So, you know, I think our first step would be, you know, at least in my mind anyway, to try and give them the option to host it. And, you know, I'm sure we'll get lots of uptake from some of the committees, you know, how much added money, you know, all those things you have to, to put into perspective. Um, you know, and then, you know, the rules side of it probably isn't as complicated. I mean, there's some precedents out there in terms of getting rules and whatnot, but, you know, it's another thing we need to administer. We, we you know, we're, we're certainly excited about getting new membership and, and why wouldn't we? Right? Yeah. And especially, uh, you know, if we could get more female membership, that would be even better, right? So, uh, you know, I think that's, that'd be great for our organization. I think it'd be great for the growth of the sport. And, uh, but, you know, like I said, those things have to be done methodically and, you know, let's get through CFR and, yeah. uh, and let's spend some time, uh, you know, our rules committee meets just shortly after CFR every year and, and, you know, let's, uh, let's try and make some sense of this. Oh yeah. Well, like you said, to, to have those, to have another female event, it's something that hasn't, you know, there's barrel racing and it's been that way since they worked their way in the same way you guys brought the team roping in to, to make it. And, th- and last year was the first year at the CFR that it was equal money. Was it not? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And the, that, and you the the first year that the team roping was at the CFR was two thousand is isn't that correct? That's correct. And then it took eighteen years to get it equal. Like it's been a that's been a lot of work as it was to get oh, that one event at doubled up. Well, that's why I keep telling everybody like this is a, yeah. it's a it was a journey, right? So yeah, you know, uh, I guess you know from a perspective of you know what does it mean to the Cowboys to have equal money in the team roping and not to dwell on that subject, but you know I think it's it's really important at the bigger events and. You know, once again, it's it's something you need to be really aware of when you're going out to the rodeo communities. I mean, some of those rodeo communities are all volunteers, and and trying yeah. to get those that extra money is a big deal. We're well aware of that, but you know, to have it at CFR, you know, makes a big difference. Uh, last year, Levi Simpson, when he was leaving there, and I mean, Levi and I traveled together for a number of years before I retired, and. You know, uh, he still calls me dad and uh, I still call him son, which is kind of crazy. But, um, you know, he called me at the end of the CFR and told me how much he'd won. And, you know, it actually really hit me at that moment. I think yeah. he won 56,000 at the CFR last year. Oh, and, wow. And, uh, you know, he, like he said, that's, that's year changing for a guy that missed the NFR last year. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it, it still means that if he makes the Canadian finals, doesn't make the NFR, he can still have a great fall. And, and that means quite a bit to his family, I know. And uh, certainly um, it puts it in perspective as to, uh, you know, other guys that won the Canadian title years previously. Um, I think when Roland won it, I think he won 17,000 at the CFR. Well, he would have won 34,000. I mean, yeah. those are those are big numbers and big changes, right? So I think uh, to see that you know, guys can win that kind of money is is really cool. Well, it makes it you part of the part of the one like one of the challenges is that you've got you've got folks that that uh, go from they're a part time competitor to where they only go to so many a year. Then you have people in the same venue that are this is their living for a guy like Levi. This is how he makes his living. Where you know some other folks, it's a it you know it, it's a hobby. Where where the, the, Levi can make a living team roping in Canada. Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, you know, one of the big pushes for me, um, obviously, in helping renegotiate the CFR deal was, you know, thinking about the future of those kids and, you know, whether it's Levi or others, um, you know, I think about, uh, you know, um, Rod Hayes boys that are coming yeah. up and I think about, you know, uh, Robin Burwash's boys that's saddle bronc riding now and, you know, and some of these young bareback riders like Connor Hamilton that are these young superstars that are coming up. And not having a legitimate home for those guys would have been 
heartbreaking, right? So I think that was my main motivation to come back and hang around for a little while and see if we can improve on that. And, you know, what the future holds for me, who knows, but, uh, you know, that's where we're, that's where we're at today. Well, and like you, you're kind of mentioning it there too, but this is your second stint as the GM of the CPA. And before that you were part of the, the financial committee or financial advisory, the board, the board of directors as well too. Right. So, yeah. So I've had a pretty good stint of uh, volunteer time here and, and paid time. Um, yeah, as a competitor since 1988, I sat on the board for a couple of stints as a team open rep, um, through some of the more tougher negotiations, uh, to get us to, you know, kind of where we are today. And then, um, you know, then I, I led left and, and, uh, I'd finished my, my term as the team open rep and, and then they'd asked me to come back and help, you know, get them through a season that led to two and a half seasons. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, then, you know, um, you know, the, the association ran into some challenge and, and they'd asked me to come back and help again. And, and I did that and, and, uh, you know, this is my second year back and, so yeah, I feel like I've uh, I've done more than my fair share in terms of giving back, and uh, so yeah, what's new for me and next? Uh, I don't know. I'm enjoying my golf clubs these days, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and um, enjoy. You know, I have two kids uh, that moved out of the house already, off to university, and um, you know, two more that are getting close, and so yeah, Barb and I talk about uh, what's next on the horizon for us. So, what what would the next? What would be next ideally? Yeah, well. Um, I'm certainly not going anywhere. Um, you know, yeah. we, uh, we're moving offices this next week at my main job. And, uh, anyway, and we just signed a new 10 year lease. So, you know, I, there's no question that I'm still going to work and, uh, what I'm going to do, but you know, I, I really enjoy, um, some of the philanthropy work I get to do. Uh, you know, I sit on the hockey Alberta foundation board, um, you know, obviously coach minor hockey have for 13 or 14 years and, um, you know, helped, uh, Canadian Priority Sports Medicine team with their um, tournament, uh, their golf tournament and fundraiser, which is our main fundraiser source now, which, you know, had great uptake this year. And, you know, just, you know, giving back on lots of fronts, I still sit on the advisory board at the UC. So, um, yeah, lots of cool things I get to do and be involved in. And uh, I think it really opens my eyes to uh, what, you know, how big our world is and what sort of things are out there. Well, and, and the, uh, let's go to, let's talk, uh, during the week at Veda, I, I don't know what happened, like what you guys all do exactly. I've heard different things, and I think you've explained it before, but kind of tell the folks what what you do during the week, because I'm curious about about that work. Yeah, so uh, Veda Capital is a company that you know uh, we started in, um, you know, started in the seventies. Um, my parents had started it, and um, you know, we started in two thousand and one as as you know, really an active investor and and trying to do. Uh, you know, trying to grow our family office. And anyway, we, uh, you know, I messed around with that for about a year, trying to figure out what we were going to invest in and, and looked at a lot of things up to and including Peter's drive-in and, and some oh, other really? really cool ideas. And, uh, anyway, uh, ended up kind of buying a few things that were distressed turnarounds, um, and, um, you know, rebuilt some of those stories and, you know, we've had a fair amount of success. So that we started off as two people as a staff, me and one other. And, uh, you know, we've grown now to probably 10 people now. And, and so it's, it's, it's fun. It's full time. It's, uh, it's a lot, but, uh, you know, I have a fantastic staff. They allow me flexibility to work on CPRE issues, uh, some other philanthropy issues and, and, uh, you know, it's generally give me lots of headspace to, uh, you know, to try and think about what's next and, uh, for everybody. Uh, I'm just going to pause this for a sec. 
You you mentioned the golf tournament for the sports medicine team, Jeff. I uh, got to go this year. I it was a great time at Valley Ridge. I get to golf there lots now. But but uh, the f- last year you guys raised about twenty three thousand, and this year figured it'd be quite a bit more. It's uh, it's a huge part of the sports medicine team's budget, though. They have they have a lot of money they have to make up on those sort of events to be able to run for the year. Yeah, and uh, you know sports medicine. <laughs> You know they make money a few different ways. Um, obviously, they make money by the committees paying for them uh, to be there, and then they make money through the CPRA. Uh, you know, through our entry system, um, mm-hmm. we charge each contestant a couple of bucks every time they enter, and and so you know that that those things help. But there's still a fairly significant gap in terms of you know the quality of the people they bring and and what they bring and yeah. what they don't charge us for. Well, in part, you mentioned that they they make money by going to committees but that's often a zero like a net zero uh exchange where they go to these events they they have revenue on that point but like they they only get 13 to 1600 dollars of performance where they got to pay a lot of people and put trucks on the road like they're barely making money at that rate yeah well i would i would say if they are <laughs> yeah well i would say it's it's uh it's it's net zero and and then you're still getting the benefit of lots of volunteer hours from yeah. the practitioners and i think that's you know, that's something we've been trying to improve on um, for a number of years. Um, you know, I don't try and profess that I get into their model of how they work, but um, I've had the privilege of going to their AGM from time to time over the years. And, you know, it's not it's not a get-rich-quick scheme, that's for sure. And so um, a few years back when we started this golf tournament, um, you know, John Winwick from ATB has been a great help. Um, you know, Brandon uh, told John, me. John's part of the – he's formerly part of the CFR commission – Yep. that that is that used to be a thing and isn't anymore is yeah there's right? a cfr committee that 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 um does most of the uh, decision making about the cfr but it's uh, similar to the similar. commission okay. it's, sim- it's run similarly um and brandon runs the sports medicine team brandon runs sports medicine and then we have uh um you know kyle rock is still a, a volunteer at large um we have another guy that's a volunteer off their board uh jason kawicki okay um and then uh, myself, uh, Keenan Vine. Um, so, like, there's lots of uh, you know people that are trying to to make it better. And I think this year the move to Valley Ridge certainly, you know, I think that it, it did everything we thought it was going to do. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it we had we filled the tournament, which is the first time ever. Um, we got lots of more sponsors, and uh, yeah, I think it was just a wonderful day. That was this was year three, correct? That's right. Okay, and then year yeah. That's I know we had a ton of fun that day and like it, it's it's two hundred and fifty bucks per person so it's a thousand dollars for a team like there's uh there it's a it's a great a great day a lot of fun like if you haven't entered yet you got to go next year because you guys are probably going to try and expand it I would imagine even more yeah well I think the you know the value you get for the two fifty is pretty good you know oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a breakfast it's a lunch it's a it's a really good lunch a really cool. good breakfast and it's a hundred dollar hundred and twenty dollar course to play normally normally yeah so I think the value is good there and um yeah you know I think uh, the buckles that you can win at yeah. the you know, are pretty cool um although I think the guys this year were sandbaggers but other than that, <laughs> other than that uh, who, who, yeah who knew Nan- Nansen and kale were gonna kind of win that thing yeah that's good good for them um it's great that's the way it goes and uh yeah no it's a great tournament great cause and uh excited to help out you you talked about the production at the cfr and how that was a big point to quicken up the rodeo we you probably it was probably at points 45 minutes quicker in red deer in 2018 than it had been in previous years i want to talk about what it took to do that and then talk about uh production at other rodeos is there any 
the CPA doesn't produce rodeos. They're the in the business of administration, technically. But do you think there's some opportunity there to help other rodeos with production, or is that a committee thing? Does that, does that have to be a committee uh, responsibility? I'm kind of curious on the parallel there, if the CPA might help produce some rodeos, or it's been something I've been curious about. I want to kind of... I'm, Throwing throwing you a curveball here, but I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's a great, it's a good question. Um, so let's go back to your original part of your question, which is, you know, how did we improve on the timing of the CFR? Well, the there, there's a lot of things going in our favor. One, we can move all the stock below the grandstands, right? Which you can't in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So that was. Uh, you know, the contestants, you know, right in their building, they come around the moat and they come right in the box. It's that speeds that up a lot. Um, and that's nobody's fault in Edmonton. That's just the way, just a design, the, the way the building was in the old days when they didn't have the bars downstairs in the Coliseum. Um, th- that was how it was run. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so adding those bars in definitely hurt that piece of it. Um, it, and it eliminated the amount of area that we had down there. So I think. You know, that was a big contributor to the t- speeding up the time events. Um, the you know I think I think just the general awareness too of our contestants in terms of how they approached the event and h- how we got things rolling and you know we we added um, you know I think there we had some timing into it, which you know I thought we did a better job of kind of navigating and managing and and you know without without I you know to the extent that I, we don't want to hurt somebody or don't want to put somebody at risk. I think that's, uh, you know, it does need to have some production to it. I mean, you know, I think sometimes as contestants, as we go through our 40 or 50 events a year, we, you know, we're going to take the time we need to make sure we get the best chance possible. But from a production standpoint, that doesn't always look the best. And so I'm well aware of that. You know, I I used to take my, you know, I'm not sweet time, but, you know, I try and make sure I'm ready and I'm right and, 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 do the things we need to do to be, to make a good contest for ourselves. But you have to weigh that off with production and, and, you know, the days of sitting there for three or four hours, people's attention spans with cell phones and iPhones and, you know, their, their ability to get access to information, just, um, even the live streams, um, you know, we can tell how many times people look at the, look at the live streams and, and fast forward and, and it's crazy how many <laughs> how many people rewatch uh you know maybe don't watch it the first while well, it's live but they'll go back and watch it and they'll just fast forward to what they want to see. Huh. And so I think that's that's delivered on a fan experience we didn't intend. It was an unintentional consequence, but if somebody's just really interested in about barrel racing, they can just live stream, you know, they can yeah. look over to the barrel race and watch go the barrel watch race that. and then get out. But they, in the meantime that we still sold a subscription you know we still uh you know we still delivered them uh you know something they can watch and see and they can see how the footing was, the ground was, you know, they can see a lot of things that they may be interested in seeing that, that we didn't really think about as a consequence. Hmm. Well, and, and going on to the, uh, to the production side at the other rodeos, the, the CPRA, like, like we talked about, the CPRA is in the business of administering the rodeos, not necessarily the production side of things. So I like I'm, I'm just curious about that. Like, is there, would that be something that might happen in the future or is it like even on the radar or like how do we how do we make rodeo better overall or do the do the committees come to the CFR and see that and say they want to do that or what do you what do you think that looks like I think it's part of our it's the, you know I think the onus is on us to educate our committees uh, every chance we get to have them all together at the committee meetings in at CFR 
you know, we spend a lot of time talking about how to be better. And, you know, I think to the extent that people are interested and, and want to know, like I had a call from a committee the other day and said, you know, are we on the right dates? Are we doing the right things? You know, clearly, you know, we got some bad feedback about some ground issues we got. And, you know, that was really refreshing to hear yeah. them actually call and ask about, you know, is, you know do you want to help? Because we'd love to help. But yeah. I think the other issue is that we we spent so much, like, there's this massive shift in changing of the guard. Like, there's a next generation of people that are coming along that are... At the know, committee level, at too. At the committee level, too, that are that are excited about how, how to be better and uh, how to make the rodeo bigger. And, and you know, I think it's... Uh, that's encouraging to see and to hear like, uh, you know, like, uh, sundry, you have Shane Crouch is a second gen guy. Um, yeah. his dad and uncle have been there for ever. Huh. And, you know, so you start to see those guys come along and, you know, you start to, I think before it was like, Hey, we got this, we know what we're doing. <laughs> and I'm not saying they don't, uh, I think that most, most of them do. Um, but every once in a while, when we run into issues, you know, could we have made that better? I think we can make that better. And how do we do that? And you know what? A few years ago, CPRA at one of our board meetings had talked about, um, you know, like hiring a production manager. Yeah, and and uh, you need about four if you well, have four rodeos. That's the issue, right? How many of those can we afford at one time? Right? Yeah, and so, and where do you send them? Where you know, where, where's the help need to be? And most? do they want the help? Right, and it's really really tough too. The whole the whole model of everything because they're run by volunteers. So, you know. I know, I know personally in my job with, with doing the sound, I don't want to step on any toes too much either when I go work for a committee of volunteers and then I don't want to try and say, hey, you guys should do this or we need to do that or this. Like I'm kind of there to do my job to where we all of us are because we're all kind of contractors. So it's it's challenging in some of those situations and, and, be, and working for a volunteer committee because they're already given their time and they may or may not be an expert in rodeo, which, you know, is or isn't a huge part of it but we're still we're still as in rodeo we're still in the entertainment business we're not really in the rodeo business we're still supposed to be entertaining fans and selling a product in that regard yeah and i think don't 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 discount the fact that the the committees take all the risk too yeah so they're 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 accountable to pay all the contractors they're oh, accountable yeah. to come up with the prize money so you know it's 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 a much better model to work with them than against them in terms oh, of yeah. you know how how do you do that and how do you do it in a way that's uh, that is helpful and you know I think we've been managing to make some good strides on that front and and people are willing to listen and and want to be better so I think it's uh you know but we all have to do it together it's it's a it's a big issue. Um, I want to go back one story before we finish off here. Last year at the finals, Megan Patrick, one of the uh, one of the entertainers, you were you were kind of her chauffeur at one point, showing her the venue before the before her show later on that evening, and you ended up uh, being her uh, personal photographer and like had to like be, kind of be the bodyguard a few different jobs. Yeah, so uh, you know the guy that organizes all the uh, entertainment at Westerner Park, you know, he said, "Hey Jeff, we were really excited. We got we designed Megan Patrick and." You know, obviously she's you know a very attractive gal, and and so I said, hey, that'd be really great. That'd be I'd love to meet her. So, um, I met her. So when I met her, she said, well, I'd love to watch the rodeo. Where do we watch the rodeo from? So we just went up on the concourse and started walking around watching the rodeo. Well, next thing you know, somebody pokes me and says, hey, is that Megan <laughs> Patrick? Is it sure is? Um, hey, could I, do you think I can get my picture with her? I said, I'm sure you can. So, um, anyway. It, it was fun. It was, it, and it was interesting to, you know, she's, uh, 
you know, she owns a couple of horses uh, and she has them down in Nashville where she stays and she's originally from Ontario. And, you know, so, you know, she, she was interesting. Uh, she asked a lot of really great questions and it always reminds me of, you know, how do we educate our fans? You know, she asked some really, really interesting questions about, you know, the flank straps and, you know, the safety aspects and, 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 you know, it always just reminds me of, you know, sometimes I think we all just live in the, in the moment too much. And, you know, we don't, we're not as thoughtful as we need to be about, you know, what people are thinking about and what they see. Well, and even, even though it's the Canadian finals, you're still going to have folks like that, that it is their first rodeo, even though, even though it is the championships of our sport. So we kind of still have to think about that at every different angle. Yeah, and and yeah, it's totally true. And and I think the the other thing is uh, you brought up a good point about our championships and and how do we, you know, how do we keep raising the elevation of our of our championships? And I think as some interesting stats that you'd, you know, I'd love to share with with the fans that are yeah. listening is, uh, um, the Red Deer uh, Western Park shared with us this summer, you know, what the economic impact of CFR was to Red Deer and. And now, you know, there's not a direct correlation of what the economic impact is to the added money or, you know, and people get those things very confused. Yeah. But, but, you know, a, a CFR brought such a large economic impact into Red Deer last year, $37 million. And, you know, they also hosted the Canada Winter Games. They also hosted, um, you know, World Juniors the year before that. Um, and CFR was a far, far superior in terms of uh, economic really? impact to the city. So, you know, it's easier now uh, as, a, as a second year there to, to get, um, you know, to talk about sponsorships. How do we, how do we interact the community? And uh, they're very, very excited about hosting that event. Well, and speaking of that, they have the new venue now, so everything's connected right from the right from the centrium, all the way around to another another uh, to the Agri Center. Yeah, Agri Center. That's also dirt. So it's like you got two venues. You got like it could be ice at one point to dirt on the other end, and then there's how many like how many square feet of conference or space is there there? Like, or you know, I don't know how much the addition is, but you know, I think there's going to be 350 trade fair booths or something like that. The, it's the crazy. newest. The newest venue is the biggest one too yeah. to connect them all. Like it's enormous over there it's big and uh you know they did a good job with their facility there so it's should be should be your lots of fun well one one thing i want to talk about too and we uh we uh it was probably something that came up in the move from edmonton to red deer but but seating there's space on the that one end possibly to add more seats is what what does the seating situation look like this year i'm kind of curious about that well one thing the seat, the seating debacle should be a lot better this year than it was last. Yeah. I mean, that's that's for how sure. do you know though? Well, I mean, I know because uh, you know we we spent a lot of time talking about that and 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 doing it methodically. And you know, last year there's there's a lot of reasons why things on our seating front didn't go well. Um, this year we've taken out some of those metal bleachers that were on the west end because um, I, I don't want to sell that as an experience. It's a terrible experience. I don't want to sell that as an experience. So we've actually changed those to experiential platforms. Okay. So uh, they'll be, and they were sold right away. So they're oh, VI, awesome. VIP hosting areas with on kind of a bit of a platform. Um, At this, uh, the west, west end. By the main front doors. And there's something kind of similar with the bar at the at the east end too. Yeah, and, and, and so there's going to be some smaller hosting areas at the other end where there was metal bleachers before. But, you know, that platform or the hump, they call it, where that bar is yeah. over there, you know, it was a huge hit. Yeah. Um, they don't want to take it out. Um, but that, that was kind of the... But it is a gathering place and... Uh, similar to what the lounge was downstairs in Edmonton. Yeah. Same kind of thing where folks, if you don't 
if you're more there to visit almost and you kind of want to watch one event, you can go watch it there. True. But you, but if you had seats there, you could maybe potentially have a lot more revenue where you got to figure out the trade-off, don't you? Yeah, and I think, uh, you, you know, we continue to walk before we run. You know, like let's, uh, you know, I think these new hosting areas will give us a lot of flavor for, you know, is that, is that better than adding in a bunch of seats? Or, you know, I think the roll-up doors between uh, the cabaret and, and the main centrium, you know, having the ability to move, navigate back and forth, you know, if you have a ticket, I think that's going to be big. And, you know, we're, you know, obviously we're live streaming and in the, in the, in the pavilion again. So, you know, it should be, it should be some just better overall experiences. Is there anything else you want to add here before we finish up, Jeff? Just kind of any anything you want to put in that we didn't touch on today? No, I think uh, you know it's been a it's been a good year for the CPRA. We've had uh, you know we've had uh, we've added two new tour rodeos this year uh, on the finning tour. Um, that probably hasn't happened in years. No, we haven't had two new ones for quite a while. Um, there's a couple more talking about it. Um, I know olds this past weekend. They're already talking about it. They want to. They want to be at that level, and they keep growing. They're in year four this year, just wrapped up, and that's a that's a cool stop. That's a yeah. cool addition. Yeah. So you know, we'd have to figure out you know where we put them on the on the tour because they kind of fall after our Afterwards, tour our yeah. tour finale. So do we have to change the venue for our tour finale? Maybe they're the tour finale someday. Right. Who knows? Yeah. So it could be lots of possibilities. Hmm. Um, there's a couple other rodeos that are certainly entertaining. It um, had some great discussions with Lethbridge about coming back as a CRA really? rodeo and and because they've been a kind of a rough stock with the barrel racing for the yep. past few years. Yeah, they've been doing their own thing for a couple of years, but. You know, uh, Mike Workington from formerly from Northlands yeah, is down yeah. there helping, uh, you know, guide the ship a bit down there. And so we're, you know, let's see, uh, let's see where those talks go and, and see what it helps. Um, you know, Regina added a summer rodeo this year, you know, uh, the pile that's of bones. With Tim Re- Reed, who is also former, former Northlands. Northlands. So, you know, uh, clearly those guys see the value in the product and the value in the partnership. So, um, and not only did he add a rodeo there, but it was a tour rodeo. So that was, that was exciting. Right off the bat. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the goal will be to let's continue to try and grow. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think quality over quantity is is yeah. probably the right answer. Um, I know guys say, well, geez, I'd like to go to 70 rodeos a year. Well, I don't know if that's possible. Um, you know, we need to do a really good job of the ones we have and and, uh, and deliver on a fan experience at those ones that want people coming back and want people, you know, crashing the line to try and get CFR tickets and this, the, which by the way, the sales have been really good this year. Oh, so great. really excited about that. And yeah, I think overall, uh, you know, I appreciate what you do for the sport oh, and, thanks, and, Jeff. uh, and what you're uh, bringing to the, always bringing some controversial stuff. <laughs> I always love it. And, uh, got to get the people going. Yeah. And, uh, uh, hopefully you're joining the team at CFR this year to, uh, help us with some hot stoves. Hopefully we're, we're it looks like that's the plan. And, uh, I, you got talking about those different things, though. Now you got me thinking more. I want to ask kind of like what things look like in the CPRA in, in the coming years and what kind of some new ve- uh, ventures might be or new venues. Like, I, I kind of want to talk about that. That's that's an interesting thing that way. Yeah, I think we have a lot of opportunity right at the moment. Um, you know, people are generally excited about rodeo. And, and like I said, when you get committees calling, you going, you know, my rodeo just ended. How do I do How do, how do yeah. I do better? I mean, it really does give us an opportunity to try and make things better. And, and, you know, our corporate sponsors, um, you know, obviously Finning is, is a big one. Um, they've been really helpful, you know, 
we couldn't we couldn't do rodeo in Canada without Ram. Um, yeah, you know, I love those been guys. Huge that, for years, you yeah. know, they've been. You know, whenever we need something, they always seem to help us and step up and and uh, you know fill some gaps when when it's when it's available and um you know so we're uh, we're going to try and continue to grow our corporate partnerships and and see where we go and and you know you know there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of there's like 750 you know pro rodeos in in North America yeah. between the PRCA and the CPRA and you know love having those discussions with George Taylor about, you know, what's next, where, what, what, what is he thinking about? What, what is his board thinking about? You know, how do we, how do we make this, this sport better? And, you know, um, you know, their model's a bit different there. Uh, you know, the quantity there is, it does pay yeah. for, for, you know, having a big corporate overhead and we don't, we don't have that here. So, you know, I said, I think, you know, we're, we're still pretty focused on quality and, and I think, think that will rain through i think the contestants you know if we if we trying to do quantity you know we won't have the rough stock guys to be able to do quantity um you know it's getting tougher and tougher to uh find quality rough stock guys and you know uh you know our time event guys are, are certainly deep in talent and and uh you know there's nothing wrong with the quality quality of our, our rough stock guys it's just we need more of them and how do we promote that and how do we do a good job of that so and that's a thing that's happened with a lot of a bull, the bull riding events. Like there's just a shortage of guys. But but the I I personally I think what are the part of the issue is that I can I can make a better living doing something else than riding bulls. Like it's kind of a crazy thing to do, really. And I hate I hate to say it, but I mean, like it's it's pretty it's it's not easy, and it doesn't it doesn't pay the best, honestly. Like it's it's dangerous. Like there's been two bull riders die this year. Like it it is a serious deal, and it I mean. You know, I'm I'm kind of getting fired up at this point, but like it honestly, in a lot of places, doesn't quite pay enough to risk a life to do. Yeah, well, if you're even if you could make a million dollars and you risk death, like I don't know if it's if it makes if the money's worth really, it, right? right? So, you know, there has to be a saw off with quality of life and 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 doing it the right way. And you know, I mean, frankly, especially in the bull riding, the bulls have gotten so good. Oh yeah, like it's the just investment great. on the bull side has been way, <laughs> way up, up here, right? And how do you invest in the cowboy side? Well, one of the things that PBR did was build the sports performance center in Pueblo, but it's in Pueblo, right? Like, does everybody go to Pueblo and live there and work out of there? Like, I don't, I don't know. What do you do? Do you go down there and you get a program and come back and do it? Like. Is that something the CPRA could do to help like build the Cowboys? Like, but the investment in that is millions of dollars. How do you even start to do that? The PBR has done, you know, they're a corporate company that's owned by IMG that has so many assets where the CPRA is a, you know, we have 45, 50 rodeos to work with and that's, that's your pool, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, they're all really good points, right? Yeah. So it's uh, what's next. That's a great question. You know, I don't see that our the amateur at the amateur level. I don't see the numbers growing there either. How do um, we fix that? Even though does that do those become CPRA rodeos at some point? Do they do they become Rodeo Canada where everything's under one roof? Like, is there a tiered system? How does it? I wonder. Know, right, one centralized office. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I think to your point, the, if the guys are risking, uh, you know, risking it to get on, they want to get on. They want to know a they're getting on something that's 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 safe. Yeah, and they want to get on something that's. Uh, that they can ride, and you know, I think far too long we've we've uh, we've used the the up and comers to uh, to test our pet projects, and uh, you know they run into the fence, they run into the shoe, they you know there there's the risk is very high, and, and and it's clear that we just haven't grown the guys as much as we should have, right? Mm-hmm. And and 
you know, well, you know, the older gen would say, well, you know, that's Cowboy just, up, that, that it, makes right. you better. Well, yeah. does it make you better? I don't know. Um, you know, and then you get the other side of the equation of, you know, well, if I don't like that one, I just turn out. Well, you know, that doesn't serve the fans well, doesn't serve the committees well. But I understand from the contestant standpoint, I understand, you know, they don't want to risk. I mean, like you said, how many people died this year? Yeah. Yeah, there was two different incidences, right? So maybe, and there may have been more, but that like it happens. It's something that happens. So yeah. I don't know. But I appreciate your time here, Jeff. We kind of got off on a couple different things at the end <laughs> there, but appreciate you coming by. This was a lot of fun and looking forward to CFR 46, the second one in Red Deer. Thanks again, Jeff. This was a lot of fun, man. All right. Take care, Ted. Yeah, I won't sing. Here we wind up like this. Why weren't we able to see the signs that we missed? Gotta turn the tables. I wish you unclench your fists. I got the chorus. Got the chorus hit. One more. Oh, yeah, give me going? my chorus. Give me a okay. chorus. Okay. Here it comes. Okay. Here it comes. Here it comes. You ready? Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, on the microphone, Wacy Anderson. Someday I will. Someday, somehow. I'm going to make it all right, but not right now. <laughs> You're the only one that's me. <laughs> I'm glad we did a second half big, of the show. Big karaoke guy. Wacy, big karaoke guy. Um, <laughs> also a huge Nickelback fan. Storm's in the in the HQ in the recording studio right now, and she is very confused because she can't hear the music. So I, I mean, like, <laughs> oh, and I'm just singing. Just oh singing. no! <laughs> so I'm so sorry. I'm thinking I'm that bad. I'm thinking that karaoke just voices with no music <laughs> is probably not as cool as we think. Oh, especially because I'm a bad singer. Well, and then the like we hear it in our ears, so we like think we're you think you're awesome. But then, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's, like, just, well, it's just you singing in the kitchen <laughs> with your headphones on. I never even thought, never even crossed my mind. Ugh, what an idiot! <laughs> I like to think that I'm okay. I just have no shame. I don't care what people think when I karaoke. That was good. And I love well, Nickelback. Well. Thanks, Nickelback. We got uh, a couple of Canadian bands on the show. Canadian today. night. Arkells, yeah. Corb, yeah. Nickelback. Nickelback. Canadian. Hannah, Alberta. Nice. So, got to thank our guest once again today, Jeff F. Robson. A. Thank Hefe. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and the uh, CFR 46. Don't want to miss the it. Second year in Red Deer. Come see our show. We're going to have a show. Come meet us. Yeah, come see us. We'll have t shirts there. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to give Jeff a shirt. Gosh, dang it. Dag nabbit, I forgot to give him a t-shirt. I meant to. Darn it. So, Jeff, if you hear this show before I get you a t-shirt. Oh, I got to tell I'm you. Sorry. Can I tell you a little story from the weekend? It's like not. Oh, it's, oh just like. Is we podcast came, no, friendly? Oh, yeah. We just came up with a sweet idea for like a, a guy's trip. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you do. I like those. Riverboat gambling. Oh, really? Yeah. Make our own beef tricky? Yeah. We're actually going to like. like I looked do in, everything I lo- in the I looked, I looked in, in the stepbrothers. I looked into it. And riverboat you can like go gambling. riverboat gambling trips in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're all gonna go and you're gonna dress up as like if you're like, like you're from that era like the 18 like late 1800s really? and then you gotta like have to like be in character the whole weekend so that's the first day then the second day you dress up as pirates and go on the riverboat 
gambling. Huh. It was good. We, we, it's quite it was like it was a it was an early morning brunch conversation that we just kind of snowballed into like like you talk about. I do declare. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could do it, man. No, I would, that would that'd be, be so awesome. That'd be kind of hard. Like I don't think I could handle it that long. No, that'd be too much. I don't, know. I don't think I could handle it'd be it. Fun times. I mean, I just I don't know if I could stay in character that long. I couldn't go full Dale the whole time. I don't think like it'd be too much. No, that's that's. For, well i guess yeah i like i mean only the only thing i could say is like i do declare that's the only thing i can kind of say in that you would just be saying that all weekend i do declare <laughs> <laughs> oh dear yeah cfr go yeah <laughs> come, come see us. come see us come see us it's gonna be awesome so thanks again jeff robson for being on the show thanks to wacy for coming here on sunday night i'm gonna go watch some more foosball do you have glorious sons queued up for the send out you like more Canadian band? Like the one, like this one you're talking about? Yep. This one? We know. Bye, everybody. Okay, smell ya.